0: It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge. From Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! I'm starving! On the Fantasy Feast Eaten
1: Podcast.
0: Yeah, let's eat, baby! It is the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast. Presented by DraftKings. The greatest app in the history of the Milky Way galaxy. I think... We're the Milky Way galaxy. I don't know. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. You can see the helmets behind me. For those of you that watch on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. For those of you that listen or are new, you have come to the right place. I'll tell you why. Because number one, we do podcasts right here at RT Media, they're 30 minutes. You know what you're getting yourself into. Fantasy Feast, 30 minutes on-demand fantasy football content each week, year-round. We do do two a week during the NFL season to help you guys set your lineups. And we've got the best. We've got the number one ranked guy. His name is Joe Dolan, at FG underscore Dolan, from FantasyPoints.com. By the way, we've got a new code for you, FantasyPoints.com. Use the code 21 Feast. So those of you that whenever your subscription's up, uh, go ahead. 21 Feast. You can get our discount code again this year. Joe, the number one ranked fantasy analyst over the last five years, according to fantasypros.com. So when I needed a new guy, I wanted a new guy. I went and got the best. That is Joe Dolan. The last couple weeks, Joe, were awesome with Best Ball 101 and essentially Best Ball 201 with Scott Barrett last week. Highly recommend people check that out. But I would say, and correct me if you think I'm wrong, Joe, this time of year. This time of year is not about DFS. This time of year is not about season-long redraft. This time of year, I feel like is about either best ball or dynasty. Am I right? Or am I
1: right? One hundred percent right. Um, and, and it depends on on what you want to play. Actually, right now, personally, my focus is on dynasty because I'm focusing on the incoming rookie class and and free agency and all that. Not not that that's not going to affect best ball. Um, I think uh, I I've said on this show multiple times, you can play best ball right now, depending on on what sites are offering it. But I personally have had my most success. And what I'm trying to do is get a positive ROI here, Ross. I'm not trying to lose money. That's not I'm 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 not in that game. Uh sometimes you do, sometimes you have bad luck, sometimes you make bad calls. But I have had my best ROI plus ROI success, and others disagree with me. Doing best ball after free agency and after the NFL draft. That's when I've had my best time doing it. But there are Edges to be had right now, especially if you think there's uh, some incoming prospects who are being underrated by people, maybe some guys who are currently on NFL rosters who are being underrated by people who might have. Uh, a spot opening up to them because somebody is a free agent or somebody like Quintez Cephas of the Detroit lions, all three of their top three wide receivers are currently free agents or or, are scheduled to be free agents. So this is the time of year when super sharp dynasty players, if your league allows transactions can really get ahead of the game. And, and because we know we, we, we have the stock market analogy, the market analogy in, in fantasy football. Things are going to change with free agency, which is coming up here in two weeks. Things are going to change with the NFL draft, which is now, what, six, seven weeks away. Um, They're going to change really quickly, and there might be an opportunity right now, a speculative buy, if you will. Um, Not talking GameStop or crypto or, or, or anything like that, but you could have a speculative buy right now on somebody who is going to look a heck of a lot better if his team doesn't add somebody in free agency or add somebody in the NFL draft, and this is where hardcore dynasty players, if you have convictions, somebody you liked a year or two ago in the NFL draft who hasn't necessarily gotten an opportunity, this is a time when you can maybe buy on some of those players.
0: Well, I'm buying on John Bauer. Uh, He's an absolute stud and has been. He is one of the three co-hosts of the Dynasty Theory Fantasy Football Podcast. And we wanted to do a Dynasty 101. I wanted to bring in my Dynasty guy, John Bauer. Check him out, by the way, on social media at The Bauer Club, B-A-U-E-R. Check out the Dynasty Theory podcast as well. They are actually an affiliate podcast of uh, the Ross Tucker Media Network, which basically means we help them spread the word a little bit and try to get some advertising on their shows, which is very hard. It's, there, there's a lot of podcasts out there, but their podcast is awesome. My favorite Dynasty podcast that's out there. John, um, you love it, obviously. I mean, you love Dynasty so much that you literally started a Dynasty podcast and you've grown it over the last few years. I must admit, I I understand the concept, but I am least familiar with Dynasty, the format. I'm more familiar with DFS and redraft and best ball. I'm sure there are other people like me. So when you're asked to describe dynasty fantasy football, what, what answer do you typically give? First of all, Ross,
2: Joe, thank you so much for having me. The fact that I can talk football, talk football with you guys and sneak away from my day job for a little bit here. Absolutely <laughs> thrilled, but dynasty, it is a year round commitment. And just like Joe talked about it, does have that stock market analogy, a housing market analogy, you know, so you're constantly making moves to get ahead of the game. And now, like you said, there are so many podcasts, there's so much great information and it's at our fingertips. You know, you want to go on Twitter, you follow all these different analysts. So anytime there's breaking news, everybody's on top of it. So there's no taking advantage of league mates. But just like Joe said, making those speculative ads, getting ahead of the game, that's dynasty.
0: Love it. All right. So, I mean, I think it's fair to say, right, that Dynasty is as close as you can get from a fantasy football format to what the NFL teams actually do. You think that's fair, Joe?
1: 100%. I mean, this is why people do it. You know, most of us are, maybe, hey, maybe one of us will, one of us fantasy, uh, uh, nerds is going to ascend to an NFL front office someday. Um, I, from what I understand, it hasn't happened yet. Not, not to say people don't play fantasy who are in an NFL front offices, but somebody who is just a big blathering talking head on, on a podcast. I don't think that's happened yet. Maybe one day we will, but this is for 99.9999999999, repeating of course, uh, percent of us. This is the closest we can get, and, and, and JB knows that. And this is this is where you start to say, "Hey, I know better than these guys, and I'm going to uh, I, I'm going to start uh, uh, kind of running a team like uh, like an NFL franchise." And now I want to pose this question to JB because obviously the Super Bowl ended a couple weeks ago, but NFL teams never stop working. This is March. This is uh, to borrow from John Rothstein. This is March. Free agency doesn't start for another two weeks. What does this, like, post-Super Bowl, pre-New League year look for somebody like you who is a hardcore Dynasty player? What do those, like, kind of four or five weeks look like for you after the Super Bowl ends?
2: So a lot of it is, well, one, it's startup season. So I start taking Mm -hmm. part in brand-new startups end of December. Once week 16 hits, the championship games are over. Hopefully we all can make enough championship games, like you said, to have that positive ROI. But it's hitting the startups. It's being ahead of the game because you see the change in values instantly. And you can start to transition into those incoming rookies and how the draft pick should be valued. So uh, startups, evaluating incoming rookies, if you're not involved in Devi, I suggest getting in at least one Devi league. And what that is you're able to draft college players onto your roster. They sit on your bench until they're in the NFL and then they transition onto your team. But like I said, the, the, the rookie evaluation and making educated guesses, because essentially that's what we're doing. Educated guesses and during free agency, who do I think are cut candidates? Who do I think it has a chance to land in a good spot? Who's going to get in a cra- crowded situation? So, we're, we're speculating, but we can make those educated guesses and, again, get ourselves
0: ahead of the competition. So here's here's my my issue, sort of, John, and I want to get your thoughts. I feel like, and maybe you can say this about every form of fantasy football, but I feel like there's a lot of variations of dynasty, keeper leagues, whatever you want to call it. You just said Devy League. I, I just at times it becomes too much. Like how many different dynasty fantasy football formats are there?
2: Uh, how much time do you have, Ross? That, that's exactly.
0: <laughs> I have, small- I have exactly 19 more minutes. <laughs> well, not,
2: Let me, let me get through
0: it. So, yeah, I mean, we're talking
2: one quarterback super flex, super flex. You can start an additional quarterback on your starting lineup. Two quarterbacks leagues where you have to start two quarterbacks. Tight end premium. Uh, you know, rosters. No, well, I mi- mean
0: like, but I, but I mean like, and I I get that, but that's similar to formats people have for season long. What I mean is like. There are some leagues where you can keep two guys, some you keep three. Like I mean like the Those are keeper guys, Ross.
1: leagues, Ross. Those that there's a very distinct difference. A keeper league is a league where uh th- sorry to interject, but JB's gonna be like this. A keeper league is like my longest term league where we keep two guys at draft pick cost every year. Um, but you still do a full redraft league, and it has kind of the the melded elements. Dynasty is different. Most dynasty leagues have like a six-round rookie free agent draft every year. Um, And and depending on how deep your dynasty league, JB, it might just be a rookie draft uh, given everybody with a pulse might be on a roster.
0: so Wait a second. JB, did I just offend you? Did I offend you by comparing keeper leagues to dynasty? So keeper league, I always thought in my mind, like keeper league is like halfway between dynasty and redraft. Is that fair?
2: Yeah, that, that's accurate. It's the it's the next step in your progression into becoming a dynasty player. But Ross, I don't want to say you offended me because you're the boss here, and I, I you know I don't want to get that email after the show. Hey, John Dynasty Theory, you guys are done. You know, <laughs> no, but, but seriously. But just like you said, uh, you know, with Dynasty, you're keeping almost all of your players. The only players you're cutting are the ones that you're making room for those incoming rookies. But then, you know, I talked about Debbie. Then you talk about taxi squads. Those are rookies that you keep on your roster that have already been drafted, but they're not, you know, in your starting lineup. You just kind of stash them for the following year. But yeah, there's so many different formats. But yeah, keeper... Uh, like I said, it's that next progression. There's definitely a clear is, difference. Is
0: Debbie the one that you guys follow the high school
2: kids? People do. I don't. But, yeah, people are like, oh, there's this this sophomore out in California. you know. <laughs> and it's like, what are you talking about? So then I joke. I'm like, oh, I'm going to a grade school game tonight. There's this eighth grader. Going to be fantastic in seven years.
0: So wait a minute. So is that – Joe, what did you call the people that play best ball right now? It's sicko season? Sickos. It's like
1: the – sick. JB, I, I don't know how online you are, but do you know the sickos meme? The I'm guy, sure. I- the guy at the window who has a t-shirt that says sickos, and he's going, ha, 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 yes. I- I'm sure I've
2: seen it. I'm sure yeah, I've seen
1: uh, it. Yeah, th- those are best ball players. Um, and I say this with all due respect, Ross – Devi players are real sickos. We have we have um uh Wes Huber on staff at fantasypoints.com. He used to be a pro football focus, and he's writing these dynasty profiles, and he's looking at high school highlight tapes, and I'm like, dude, slow down, man. Like, like, whoa! Like it's it just it's just it's a completely different level of fantasy. But I think like these guys, like Deb- and I do not play Debbie. Um, I respect it. They're almost like if you're a big music fan and you get in on the ground floor of like a big time musical artist and you have a guy who you've, you've followed since he was a freshman in college. And even before then, you, you almost get like a, a a visceral attachment to these guys. You know, like, I, for instance, I love music. I saw Sturgill Simpson in a closet, you know, like and now he's huge. And and like there's almost like a pride in that. That's Debbie. That is Debbie. You get that pride this that is a completely year round year round hobby.
2: I've made that exact analogy, Joe, where you know, I, I have friends that are really into music. Oh, I you know I liked Blink one eighty two before they were famous. Yeah. So I'm the real fan here. But that's exactly it. You, you get this attachment and if you're on Twitter, you're in a debate with somebody over their favorite prospect, you would think the way you offended them you yelled at their grandmother. Yeah. You know, it, it really does. You have that attachment.
0: You know, by the way That's how a lot of people feel about their favorite podcasts. Like legitimately, a lot of people will say, I've been a listener for seven years. I've been a listener back to the four-letter network days. Like they kind of feel like they got in early on, you know, like an indie rock band. Um, I guess I got in early on DraftKings. I think I looked the other day, 2014. Was the first time I talked about DraftKings on one of my shows, 2014. I think that I might have been the first show they ever advertised on. How about this one, by the way? UFC 259 this weekend, 100 to one odds that either fighter lands a punch. Seems I mean, reasonable. Can you imagine? By the way, can you imagine <laughs> if you put the one dollar on and and like? The, the guy takes down kicks the guy him. and puts him in submission hold. I mean, although, look, you only lose a $1. But the point is, is you're going to win the 100 bucks. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSS. That's the key. Turn $1 into $100 if either fighter lands a punch. you got to be kidding me. Must be 21 or older. Terms and conditions apply. You guys know all that deal. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Okay, so I think, John, that we kind of have the baseline of what we're talking here now. So let's talk a little bit about draft strategy and when people have these drafts. Because Joe has talked about, you know, you can make moves now, after free agency, after the draft. So what is typical and then what are the variations off of that? So
2: the startup draft itself, you go in fresh, you don't have anybody on your roster yet. Like I said, they're taking place essentially as soon as the, the fantasy season hits or ends. So end of December, all the way through August, you have startups going on. And what I found, and this is just going to be a really quick blurb, early in the offseason, all the way up through, I would say May-ish, if you're taking part in a startup, all of those rookies, the, the young guys... They have the inflated values. So if you're taking part in a startup, those veterans, the boring old veterans that are 25 years old, you know, in Dynasty, if you're like 25, you might as well just go out to pasture pretty much. But, you know, the, those are the guys where the, it's tremendous value. So they're going to be able, you know, you, easily attainable. And then as the season approaches, what I found, that's when the rookies start to, yeah, there's still that hype. But now people are saying okay i need to fill these spots i need i want to win this season that's when the veterans start to increase in value but then we transition over to the rookie drafts which is a huge part of you know dynasty leagues those are typically going to take place one to two weeks after the nfl draft we find out our landing spots we can do some research if you haven't already been doing that put everybody in you know get your draft board prepared And that's when you're going to be hitting your rookie drafts. Yeah, some people like to wait a little bit later in the offseason, but I think the best time for the rookie drafts is one to two weeks after the NFL draft.
1: So, JB, uh, let's let's transition into some specifics here. Who have been some of the people you've been targeting, some of the players you've been targeting here in the last couple weeks who you really think uh, it presents a really unique opportunity to acquire them for your dynasty team right now?
2: And this isn't even going to be like a sleeper or anything, but the way he's being drafted, Alvin Kamara, holy Mm. cow. He just landed a brand new contract in New Orleans not long ago. The big question mark there is what's going to happen at quarterback? Drew Brees, we thought he was going to retire. Then a workout video was released. Is it going to be Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston? That is the big thing with him. And I'm getting him. And running back 12, 13, 14 territory in in the fourth and fifth round of Superflex startups. Again, those are the leagues where you can start two quarterbacks. And I just think, it. it, you know, this is the time of year, like I said, those veterans, they really have, it's a great buy opportunity. So Alvin Kamara, you know, heading into free agency, I think there's going to be a lot of hype around certain players. Everybody wants to speculate, but... Alan Robinson, if you're watching live on, on the YouTube channel here, you can see the jersey behind me. But if he is moved or if he signs elsewhere and he's not franchise tagged, Darnell Mooney presents a fantastic opportunity. Oh. He he He's not one of those grizzled vets, but he's going to be the presumed wide receiver one in that offense. You have to think that they draft somebody to bring in, but... I, I think Darnell Mooney, he's somebody you watched last year. He was – the route running is phenomenal. He could get open with the best of them. Just nobody could get in the ball because it was Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles. So that's somebody on my radar as well, Joe.
1: And, I mean, do you make ads based on, like, maybe a long shot type of th- a deal? Because I just drafted Darnell Mooney in, like, the 12th round of a best ball draft. Did one with the staff at FantasyPoints.com, and I thought that was a great opportunity. What about the chance that Russell Wilson is moved? What about the chance that Deshaun Watson has moved to Chicago? And I look at Darnell Mooney. If Russell Wilson goes to Chicago, is this a low percentage outcome? Sure. But you go from the one of the worst quarterback situations in the NFL to immediately to having the best deep ball thrower in the league in Chicago. I don't know. Like, how how often does that color your dynasty moves? Almost like laying somebody who laid a 50-1 to 1 ticket on the Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl this time last year. Um On just the chance that Tom Brady would decide this is a good spot for me, you know, do you do any of that, uh, or are you more of a – or are you more of a – less of a risk taker?
2: No, so that's a great question. I always say – so if you look at the Dynasty community, I mean any community, but especially Dynasty – People think it's very black and white. There is so much gray area. And the way I look at it, and I talk about this all the time on Dynasty Theory, everything is probability-based and there is a spectrum. And is there a 5% chance? Is there a 90% chance? Whatever the situation may be, what is the likelihood that something happens? And then what is the return on the, you know, whenever that does happen? So a player like Darnell Mooney, if Russell Wilson were to go, I think it's, it, I mean, the tremendous upside but you certainly don't have to spend that draft capital as if it is a sure thing. you know. And then on the flip side, a player like DK Metcalf, who thrives off of the deep ball. And like you said, Russell Wilson, the most accurate deep ball thrower out there. If I have DK Metcalf on my roster and people view him as the wide receiver one in Dynasty, which many do, I'm shopping him at that price. And if I can cash out, yes,
0: please. That is interesting. What about um roster construction John let's talk about that a little because we talked about it a lot the last couple of weeks with best ball I know it's a little different for dynasty how is it different and how do you have to look at it a lot of people and I, everybody
2: does this going into the first dynasty league and I did it everybody's an ageist oh th- like I said they're 24 25 26 that they're Rookie deal is over. I'm not really interested in them. I think having that balance and finding those guys that are going to be provide that stability for you and then guys like like Joe talked about with Darnell Mooney in double-digit rounds providing that upside. I think finding that balance is important, but then you can start getting into, well, do you go wide receiver early? Do you go running back early? If it's super flex or two quarterback, do I want to get my my stud quarterbacks? For me, any draft, whatever the format is. The way the wide receiver position is set up, I am almost never leaving a startup with a wide receiver from the first four rounds. It's just not happening. And again, that's going to be super flex format. So all the positions get pushed back a little bit, but I'm okay going in with, you know, Allen Robinson, we, we just talked about him, but always disrespected. You know, I'm okay going in with a T Higgins, maybe as my wide receiver one. You know, rounding out the room with Jamison Crowder, players like Sterling Shepard, just so much depth at the position. And yeah, you're gonna have your guys like Devontae Adams and those studs, DeAndre Hopkins, but that drop off is so much more gradual at the wide receiver position. There's just so much more high-end depth than even at quarterback. Running back and certainly tight end.
1: So when I'm when I'm uh, looking at dynasty, I have a philosophy, and I'm looking at this is one quarterback dynasty league. So super flex, I'm going to get into one this year uh, just so I see how my strategy changes. But my personal philosophy is I think in the NFL, the way the game changes, it's almost futile to look. Two to three years, more than two to three years down the line, if you have if you can start two quarterbacks, completely different scenario. I understand that because that's the position that has the most staying power. though that might be changing. Um, How do you my, my philosophy boils down to this, JB? Somebody has to win your league. Yep. OK, so like it doesn't matter if you win it in the first year of the startup, you get the same trophy, you get the same payout. Somebody's got to win the league. So I'm a, I look at my dynasty teams in a two to three year window. Do you agree? Disagree with that? Is that uh something? uh what, what would be your counterpoint to that if you disagree with it?
2: Guys, I wish I could come in here and give something spicy for your listeners. Joe, yeah. that's an awful take. What are you talking yeah. about? No, it's spot on. It, you know, two to three years. If this year showed us anything. We shouldn't be projecting five, six, seven years out because we don't know what the heck is going to happen tomorrow. And, you know, with COVID, now you start looking at the overall salary cap. And there was a report that came out today that when cuts happen next week, it's going to be an absolute bloodbath. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so players' situations change so quickly. And I know it's, it's easy to look at somebody and say, yeah, they're 25 or they're in a really bad situation Things can change so quickly that two to three years, that's all you can look at. So I know people, they want to be able to look five to seven years out. None of us can do that. You're fooling yourself and you're lying to yourself if you think you can. And like you said, if you win the championship in year one and get seven times the return on your investment, you're you're set for the next seven years. You know, you're like, so it, yeah, even though you might re, be rebuilding in like three or four years, you're sitting there with that year one trophy and the money. So you're set.
0: So John, again, forgive my ignorance, right? You mentioned the college draft, right? That, you know, the the draft of the college players, how many, does it vary from league to league? How many veteran guys you carry over from one year to the next? Like that's the, cause you're talking about Alvin Kamara getting drafted. And I'm thinking like, isn't he already on a team? No, that so that's a great question, Ross. And that was specifically for the startup, for a fresh startup. Got it, got it, got it. Brand new Kamara's, league. Oh, Kamara's not available, and like a dynasty league that's been going.
2: No, 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 no. Absolutely not. So, okay, so
0: that's just like if you and your buddies decide to try a, uh, um, oh yeah, a dynasty this year. Yep,
2: and that you know, so keeping players year to year, it's going to vary. Some leagues it might be twenty four total players. Some leagues twenty eight. What I like, let's say your starting roster is 10 players. I like to have one and a half to two times that on your bench. So yes, yeah, JB, waiver wire is going to be thin, but it gives people that do their research an advantage because now they're able to stash those players. Maybe they don't give you anything in year one or even year two. But because you were on that ground floor, because you like that band before anybody else knew about them, you can let them mature on your bench. So at one and a half to two times the starting roster on my bench. That's what I prefer.
0: Love it. Um, rookie hype. Tell me about rookie hype a little bit.
2: It's a dangerous game. It, it, it really is. Once you get into that mindset You know, you see people saying, Oh, should I trade veteran player A for rookie pick 105? Why? So you hope that rookie pick turns into that player? Exactly. Exactly. And like I said, so much can change. And if you're making a trade for that pick today and you don't know what player is going to be available, but like I said, you take part in a dynasty startup today, brand new league, and the rookie picks typically they're they're involved so you can draft like the one oh five and that's a whole other conversation. We could have a thirty minute conversation on that alone, but the, these picks and these rookies they're moving up everybody's draft boards, and again, this is the time that you can take advantage of that and you can build additional depth by moving those picks possibly for those veterans that people don't want because when it comes down to it, yes, dynasty, fantasy football should be fun, but I have fun winning
0: qu- quite frankly. And and that's what I want to do. All right, so here's what everybody needs to do now, John. Number one, hopefully they already follow Joe on Twitter, at FG underscore Dolan, as well as me, at Ross Tucker NFL, and all of the entire podcast network, at Ross Tucker Pod. We really appreciate the engagement. Remember, by the way, if you take advantage of any of our sponsors, like DraftKings, you go to the homepage at com take advantage of any of those sponsors, Raycon, Purple Mat, whatever it is, right? You can ask Joe a specific question, and he'll answer it right here on the show, which is awesome. Today, however, you need to follow John at the Bauer Club, B-A-U-E-R Club, and make sure you check out the Dynasty Theory podcast. I've known one of his co-hosts, Dan LaMagna, for a long time. He's awesome. Uh, Dino MC is awesome. Uh, They got a really good thing going. Make sure you give those guys a shot. Make sure you also go to fantasypoints.com and use the code 21FEAST because best ball and the draft profiles from Greg Cosell and Dynasty, now is the time. I mean, now is the time to be reading these profiles from Greg Cosell and Wes Huber so that whether it's best ball or Dynasty, you know more than the other guys that you're going against. FantasyPoints.com. Use the code 21FEAST. John, great work. Thank you for coming on the show. Joe, great work as always. Next week we will have yet another special guest. You're going to be very, very excited when you hear who the guest is next week. Other than that, I am stuffed. We're done.